This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Christoph Trapp, your host of the Business Storytelling Podcast. Today, I'm joined by John Ferrara. He's the uh, founder and CEO over at Nimble uh, in sunny California. Well, I'm in snowy Iowa. John, thanks for joining us. Christoph, it's a pleasure to join you for a conversation about how we can help your marketer community grow better, smarter, faster in 2020. That is always a goal and certainly always something we strive for. So today we want to talk about relationships. I know some some people call it social selling. Some people, I don't know what they call it, but I'm sure there's other terms out there. Um, And this is actually a topic that's really um, top of my mind. You know, I just launched my third book, Content Performance Culture, and it was just fascinating to see how many um, people I have relationships shared the book, right? And some even shared it and said, this is a must read. And my wife said, how, how do they know that they read it today? Or did you send them a copy? And I said, I don't think they read it. They just, they trusted it, right? It's a relationship. Um, so let's talk about relationships. What's, um, what should people think about? What should they know about? And, and how does, what's, what does it look like in 2020? Well, Christoph, I think that relationships really start uh, with one basic idea. Why are you building them? What is your, and, and it really gets down to your purpose in life. And, uh, and after I sold Goldmine uh, for more money than I could even count, um, I got a head tumor at 41 and I almost died. And in the process of getting healed, I did some spiritual work and I came to the conclusion of the reason I feel I'm on this planet. And I'm on this planet to grow by helping other people grow. I, I like to say it, you, you're here on this planet to grow your soul by helping other people grow theirs. So ultimately, why do I build relationships? I build relationships to blow wind in other people's sail. I think that you should enter into every engagement with the desire to learn enough about that person in order to add some value to the person. And so I think that if all human beings entered into every engagement with the desire to leave them with something, I think that the world would be a better place. And, and that's where I come from in regards to relationships. And I know you mentioned it really briefly there, goldmine. What's, what's goldmine? Sure. So uh, if you think of HubSpot today, basically it's a program that integrates uh, email, content <laughs> calendar, and sales and market automation in the SaaS marketplace. Goldmine was the, was the first program to do that back in the DOS days. So DOS is, uh, uh, I forget what it even stands for. Anyways, um, so <laughs> Goldmine predates Outlook and Salesforce, and it was Outlook and Salesforce combined. So Goldmine was the first program that integrated email, contact, and calendar and sales and market automation. We started that company in our apartment in Los Angeles on $5,000. We grew it into $100 million a year in revenue. I sold it when I was 40 and I retired for my first 
retirement for about 10 years. And the way that we were able to grow Goldmine was identifying the influencer of our core prospect in and around the areas of promise of our product and services. And our product was a networking relationship platform. And I created it because I struggled as a salesperson to build relationships at scale. Plus, I, 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 I suffered from the inability to work effectively as a team with the people in my district office and the people at corporate. And all we had was email. And I wanted the ability to tie email to contacts and calendar with pipeline management and drip marketing. And it didn't exist. So I started that. And, and I, in order to sell products, you need to have access to customers. And without the ability or knowledge to advertise, I went after a relationship with the trusted advisor of my prospect. That's the person that sold them the network. And back in those days, there was no NT server. Everybody ran on Novell. And Novell was how you tied PCs together. And I had the first networking business application that ran on top of it. And I cold called the resellers and I got them to use it. And then they started to recommend and resell it. And that's how we were able to grow Goldmine from nothing to the first $100,000 a month in revenue. Today, you call that influencer marketing and channel. But back in those days, it was just, you know, my attempts at scaling a business. So DAS, as far as I can tell, I think it's disk operating yes. system. Yes. So, so basically, <laughs> DOS was something that Bill Gates, the, the former CEO and founder of Microsoft, yep. Uh, basically stole uh, by a copy of CPM, which was the original um, operating system for microcomputers. And he basically sold it to IBM as their operating system for the brand new IBM PC. And, uh, and then Mac, and Mac came out with Windows. Uh, <coughs> Mac came out with the Mac operating system. So they had to come out with Windows and kind of transformed us. But that's uh, another subject. Yeah. Th thank God they did. Um, so interestingly, you know, you mentioned email. And when I think of relationships, so, you know, as I mentioned, um, a lot of the people who shared my book, who talked about my book, who ordered the book, or I mean, I don't know everybody that ordered it, right? But some people ordered the signed copy. So I know who those people mm -hmm. are, because I, you know, I, I see the name, obviously, and I got to sign them. Um, but when I think of those relationships, I, I don't I don't think of email. In fact, a lot of times I feel like email is just the worst way to build a relationship. And they usually I want less email, not more. I don't know. If, do you, have you heard that before? Or do you feel that way that email is just kind of has a, 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 a bad baggage? Well, e e e <laughs> email it? sucks at building relationships. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what your inbox looks like, but I literally have hundreds of thousands of unread emails in my inbox. And, and it's because people overuse it. And so if you want to be mm -hmm. able to connect with another human being, you need to reach out on a channel that's most effective for them. And in many cases today, that includes social uh, and other means. And so I have a simple formula for building relationships. Number one is you need to stand out from the crowd. And the way you stand out from the crowd is by giving your knowledge away. Look, you've forgotten more about marketing than most of your customers will ever know in their lives. And imagine if you just gave your knowledge away on a daily basis, people would see you as a trusted advisor. And when they need your products and services, not only will they pick up the phone and call you, but they drag their friends with them. And so, so if you can't write stuff, then just share content of, of people that inspire you. And what that will do is attract people to you who want to be better, smarter, faster at your areas of promise, social sales and marketing. 
and connect you with influencers in your community, which ultimately starts conversations, which you then have to reel those people in and do a one-on-one and turn that relationship into ideally a mutually beneficial, measurable business outcome. So the secret to this sort of thing, and I call it the five E's of social business, educate, enchant, engage, embrace, and empower. So you're educating with enchanting content. You're engaging in order to embrace these people and empower them to grow. And by doing so, you then stand out as a thought leader and a trusted advisor, and your business grows. And so uh, the only problem with that formula is if you do build a good identity, share on all the places where your prospect customers and their influencers have conversations, share content accordingly, engage effectively with people that respond, create one-on-one conversations, that what will happen is you'll have so many connections, you'll need a tool or a platform to manage those relationships. And, and that's why I got back in the business and I built Nimble because I think that CRM systems aren't about relationships. I think they're about reporting. The traditional CRM is not about building relationships. They're about managing leads and pipeline and reports on activities against those pipelines. And we really do relationships in our inbox and now more and more social. And I think that your CRM should be more about a team relationship manager and a tool that helps you to engage everywhere you work. So if I'm sitting in your LinkedIn and I go and I see that um, that we share, you know, 125 connections like Granny Manny and Anne Handley, mm-hmm. et cetera, I could then um, use and bring my CRM with me into LinkedIn, into email and everywhere we work. Because I think one of the biggest causes of failure in business is just in this engagement process is we don't follow up and follow through properly. So if I open up an email and you're saying, John, I need you to download Anchor and set up for our podcast or there's a conversation in social and I want to know who this person is and do a follow up or a note, I have to go to the CRM to do it. And I think that in order to do all this stuff effectively, you really need to have your CRM with you everywhere, not just in your inbox, but also in social, in your business apps, everywhere you work for everybody on your team, which gets me back to why, you know, why I built Goldmine and why I built Nimble. It wasn't about building a CRM, it was about really building a team relationship manager, which doesn't exist today. So when we talk about, I mean, you tell me, I'm, I'm just asking the questions here, right? Sure. Um, I mean, what, uh, have you ever been in a sales meeting or a marketing meeting where the teams actually say, how are the relationships going? Or are teams mostly saying, okay, so they do that. They don't just usually just go, hey, how many MQLs are you sending my way? How many many sales? I I think in a sales meeting, they really talk about the numbers and, and the metrics and the pipeline. But But the thing that isn't talked about is the fact that you need to build a relationship before you can ever forecast a deal. In other words, the CRM is where you put the forecasted deal, but you can't put that forecasted deal until you prospected somebody, you created a conversation, you met with them a few times. And when you're doing all that process, there's a human aspect to it. You need to know who the person is and what their business is about. You need to share areas of commonality in order to earn intimacy and trust. You notice when you and I first started talking, I didn't get down to business. I talked to you about Iowa and farms and 
uh, in Germany and uh, shared, you know, commonalities. And then we basically got to the business aspect. And I think that that's really a part of building a relationship. And so, no, I don't think that the sales managers care about relationships, but I do know that business people do and that they are the precursor to getting a deal in the pipeline. Yep. So the five steps, you walk through them again. I wrote them down really quickly. The first one was what? You bet. And let me tell you why there is a process to, uh, mm-hmm. to building your brand and growing your network. Because this applies to not just salespeople, but any human being on the planet. Because you're going to get hired in your next job for your brand and your network, even if you're not in sales. And so how do you set yourself apart from other people, stand out from the crowd, and uh, become somebody that people go to when they need your services or, or services? Um, you, you build an identity in the places where people have conversations, and that could be Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, Google, whatever places they have conversations. For me, it's Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram are my main sort of places I share. And then you share content that is inspirational and educational in and around the areas of promise of your products and services. But don't just share business stuff. Share a little bit of your personal side as well. Because people connect on the five Fs of life, family, friend, food, fun, and fellowship, and they want to see the human side of you. But from the business side, what you want to be able to do is to share enough content where you start to attract people who want to be better, smarter, faster in around your areas of products and services of your things you sell. For me, I share social sales and marketing content, entrepreneurship, startup, et cetera. And I don't write it. I go and find people that inspire me and I share their content, attributing the, their name and hashtag in the category appropriately. And then when I share that, I then engage with the people that respond, especially the influencer themselves, like a Scott Monty or Ann Hanley. And this is how I got to know all these people. And then I schedule one-on-one conversations with them where I don't jump in and start talking about my products and services Stop talking about your products and services. Nobody cares. Start talking about how you can help other people become better, smarter, faster. And, you know, I like to say people don't buy great products. They buy better versions of themselves. And that's what you should be selling. And you do that by giving your knowledge away and then engaging with people. And in the, in, at the point of engagement, um, ask a few questions and then just listen. Let the person talk. You will learn enough to find a way to add value, even if it's doing an intro or um, recommending another product. But if you do these things properly, people will remember you and they'll come back and knock on your door when they do need your services. So I have a formula for that. It's called the five E's of social business. It's educate, enchant, engage, embrace, and empower. So educate with enchanting content, engage, with the uh, and embrace the people that connect with the intent to empower them to help them grow. And I think that if you enter into every engagement with the desire to help that other person grow, then what's going to happen is these people will become evangelists for you, just like it happened with your book, Christoph. So you know, these people didn't read your book, but because they trust you and because you have an event in your life, they're going out of the way to help you. And so if you want to turn your brand in your network 
into a sustainable garden that helps you achieve your dreams in life, just follow this formula that I'm sharing. And this is exactly how I built Goldmine into $100 million in revenue and how I built Nimble into uh, a global uh, leader in uh, team relationship management and CRM. In fact, Microsoft just signed a, a deal to be our global reseller where they're recommending us as the simple CRM for Office 365. Yes, they have dynamics, but they don't have a simple CRM for individuals and teams of two to 25. And we've become that. In fact, they just sunsetted out with Customer Manager, which was their simple CRM, and they transitioned the 200,000 customers to Nimble. And that was all done because of relationships that we worked five years to build uh, across the Microsoft organization and its ecosystem. And that's the value and power of relationships and brand building. So when you, so educate is certainly really um, self-explanatory. We talked about that. Engage means just you're, you're um, replying to people you're talking yeah, to. Yeah, but let's, talking let's, to. let's talk about that specifically because I think that's where a lot yeah. of people fail. There, there are people that understand the value of content and they, and they, and they queue up a bunch <laughs> of stuff. But then they don't listen in and engage. And, and what happens is if you're sharing content from a, a thought leader, like let's say Megan Brio or Will Barron or Ian Cleary or whatever, and, uh, and they then reply and thank you, if you don't respond, right, then they're not going to mm -hmm. thank you again. And, and, and when they reply to you, the moment of response is an opportunity to start a conversation that results in something important. And so if you think about the content that you share, it's like dripping fishing lures off your boat in the social river. And when you get a bite, you gotta pull it in and engage with them. And it can't be to engage with them to tell them how great you and your products and services are. You need to engage with them with a desire to blow some wind in their sails. And if you do that in a human natural way, People will automatically ask you, Christoph, tell me about what you do and how can I help? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, you know, isn't one problem why engaging is actually hard online is because there's just a lot of, let's just call them, I, I, it's probably overstating it a little bit here. Uh, there's a lot of trolls. Sure. And, you know, I, I bet you some of the names you just mentioned, they get enough of that as well. Sure. And even, you know, a few years ago, I don't know, maybe two years ago, three, four, something like that. I should do it again. But I, uh, I just tuned them out today. I did my own. I made my own um, mean tweets video. Right. Um, some of the stuff people say to you. Um, and, and it's just it's it's yeah, um, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, but the thing is, Christoph, <laughs> is, is I think that you can sense trolls versus non and, and and the other thing is this so i don't know if you build relationships outside of linkedin but i find mm -hmm. that relationships start in the softer places like twitter uh and then they and then they shift to a linkedin connection and then to email and calendar engagement and then a, some type of digital face or human face-to-face -face. and then if you're doing all that right they end up in facebook and instagram because that's the softest places where people connect on their areas of commonality. And the biggest problem that I have with CRM systems is they don't work across all those places. And so when I engage with somebody, they're inviting me on Facebook to be a friend or they're engaging me in Twitter or LinkedIn, 
I turn Nimble on, which is a plugin in my Chrome browser, and I can automatically build a record on anyone, anywhere's, and or bring up a record that that if it already exists in my Nimble, and then be able to see who this person is, what they're about, and whether I should or could connect to them. And in many cases, it depends on the channel. So if somebody's connected me on Facebook and I've never spoken to them, and and uh, and we have no relationship, and they're not really part of my sphere of of uh, of of people I would connect to, then I I, I don't. Um, but if they are uh, somebody who I might want to connect to, I might reply back to them and say, "Hey, let's start out uh, connected on LinkedIn, and then let's uh, let's get to know each other a little bit, right?" Um, <laughs> so. Basically, I think that the biggest cause of being overwhelmed in conversations is all of these places are siloed. Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, email, business apps, they're all siloed of these contacts. And what's missing from a business is a unified record of relationships that crosses all departments that you can then take with you in all the places you work in your sales, marketing, customer service, accounting, apps, as well as email and social. And of course, the second that works, we'll have another channel or two or five. Um, number three is enchanting. What, what do you mean by that in, the, in your formula? Sure. So it's educate, engage, uh, educate, engage, enchant. So mm -hmm. enchanting is... Um, it's not just blowing out business content that is stuff that's rote. You want to share content that's uh, in, in, enchanting that moves people. And I think a good example of that is Vala Ashford. Do you know Vala? Um, say, that, say that again. Just Google Vala. V-A-L-A. Okay. okay. So if you Google Vala, you'll see there's a Twitter account called Vala okay. Ashford. Afshar. Mm -hmm. I, I recommend that you follow Vala. Uh, Vala used to be a customer service representative for an East Coast technology company 10 years ago when I met him. And he began to build his brand in social. And he did such a good job with that. It got the company noticed, got the company acquired. And he ultimately became the chief digital officer for Salesforce. And if you were to walk in his digital footprint and see what he shares, It's not just business stuff. It's not just stuff about himself. It's stuff that's interesting and enchanting and engaging. And so when I say, you know, share, be enchanting, don't just share business crap or wrote business stuff um, because you've seen that before. You've been to people's Instagrams where it's all just memes and words of like, you know, mm -hmm. just whatever, right? And you don't feel like you get to know them or what they're passionate about. And I think that people connect on the areas of passions. And so you need to, you need to be bold and, and open up your shirt, roll up your sleeves and let people see your heart and soul. And I think when you do that, there will be a deeper connection that goes beyond the LinkedIn lobby. And I say LinkedIn lobby because when you connect with me on LinkedIn, it's like walking to my business lobby. You're going to get to know my business side, but you're not going to connect with me because I'm a CEO or technology uh, guy. You're going to connect with me because we share a love of backpacking, barbecue, kids, um, uh, football, you know, whatever the areas of passions are. And I think that that is what is uh enchanting and engaging as opposed to just business bullshit. 
So uh, Val Afshar, it's interesting because I mean I don't I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I have followed him for a while, and he was actually um, something chief digital officer or something like that at, at Extreme Networks, and he hired um, somebody to run some marketing program only through Twitter. Um, I don't know if you remember that a few years ago. Um, he hired you? No, no, didn't hire me, but hired somebody. Uh, I don't remember his name now, top of my head, but I, I know off him. I know who it is. Uh, he's in Toronto, but he ran the whole process through Twitter, and people thought that was very innovative, and I thought it was. But yeah, he shares things that are um, enter, um, entertaining. Um, sometimes they're um, sometimes they're entertaining. Sometimes they're um, thought provoking. Yep, and they're they're hardly ever about Salesforce. Yes, um, if if ever. Um, interesting. And then number four is what was number four? Educate, enchant, engage, embrace. Embrace. Well, quick definition of what you mean for that. So embrace means you need to actually connect with uh, another person. When you embrace somebody, you're getting up close and personal with them. Um, and I think that you can't understand another person unless you get up close and personal with them. In the old days, we used to do that by going to somebody's office and you look at their walls, look at the books they read, the degree of the school they went to, the knickknacks they collected. And today we do that electronically, but it's just a lot of work to Google somebody before a meeting. In fact, in the future, I think you're going to nimble people before a meeting. But um, so it, embrace means to, to get up close enough to build a connection. And you do that by listening, by doing your research and homework beforehand. And then by asking some questions and listening to learn to find a way to add value. Yep. And so the other thing, I don't know how this ties in with Nimble or not, but the other thing I really love when I actually have meetings is my LinkedIn is tied to my calendar. So, you know, the morning off, all the, these meetings coming up, uh, LinkedIn will say, here are the people you're meeting with today, mm -hmm. <laughs> especially if I don't know them. Um, and you can connect. So the, the funny story is one time I went into a meeting actually with a salesperson and I said, we're meeting, uh, I'm meeting with this person, this person from this huge company. And they go, when? And I'm like, in this next meeting, the one you both of us are in. And he goes, you're kidding. Who is, do you know what I mean? Like, so anyway, it helped us prepare better for the actually understood who was in the meeting. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, I think that your system should not only let you know who's going to be in the meeting, but automatically right. build a record on them and their company beyond the LinkedIn profile. Because if I just go to your LinkedIn profile, I'm going to learn a certain aspect of you. But you need mm -hmm. a chair has more than one leg. And if you think of social, LinkedIn is one leg. But what you say and how you portray yourself in Twitter, Facebook and Instagram would inform me more completely of the whole thing. And then if I had the business details on your business as well, then I have a complete picture of you and I'm prepared. Yep, absolutely. And then the last one, number five, is empower. Mm. Correct? Well, that, did, did I write yep, that and that just gets us back to where I started our conversation with is I believe that we're on this planet to grow our souls and we do that best by helping other people grow theirs. And what I mean by that is that if you enter into every relationship, every engagement with the intent to empower that other person uh, in some way, 
even if it's giving them your presence and a smile, that uh, the world would be a better place. And I think that the biggest cause of failure in sales is salespeople aren't there to serve and help the other person. They're there to bag and tag them. I think that service is the new sales. The salespeople should be uh, focused on how can I help this person grow? I think our salespeople were commissioned not on the sale, but the customer uh, lifetime value of uh, how that customer adopts and is successful with the platform or products you're selling, then the salespeople would be incentivized to do just that, which is empower the customer. And I think it's critically important. So, John, we're almost 30 minutes into the show here, and I thought we were going to talk about social selling. And we haven't even mentioned that term. I, I don't think we have. Yeah. Maybe we have. I don't, I don't think we have. Uh, why not? The, well, <laughs> is it not? Sure. So Go ahead. everything that we just talked about is social selling. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I know a thing or two about social selling because I actually built the first social CRM, Nimble, and I pioneered social selling. So if you went back in time and looked at the social selling thought leaders and the roots of this whole thing, it really is in and around a sales 2.0 conference in San Francisco when I was on stage with Coca Sexton, when he still worked at, uh, oh God, the name of that company escapes my mind. It was, uh, oh God, Inside View. And, uh, and, and we basically helped to pioneer this whole concept. Here's the deal. When technology becomes ubiquitous, it disappears. So, Back in the early days of the internet, do you remember modems? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to, but okay. yes. <laughs> so I used to have a 300 baud modem that basically connected to Prodigy <laughs> and CompuServe mm-hmm. and to BBSs that I'd connect to. And that was, uh, that was my internet. And, and then in, uh, in, uh, in college, I was accessing uh, the DARPA net and some other networks and eventually evolved into uh, DSL and ubiquitously online. Mm-hmm. But in the certain phase of the early days of the internet, do you remember how everybody talked about the internet and it was e-toys and eye eye contact and everything was E and I this and that? Mm -hmm. But now nobody talks about that. It's just toys and contact. So in the early days of social, people talked about social selling, social CRM, uh, social marketing. And now really it's all kind of disappeared where you don't really talk about social selling anymore. In fact, most social sellers call it modern selling or some other word, because I think that social has become ubiquitous and it's be, it's disappeared in the background. When you turn your faucet on in the bathroom or the kitchen, you don't think about the recirculation pipes and the boilers and all that. You just expect water to turn on. And it's the same thing now with social. But when I first started Nimble 10 years ago, uh, people thought that Facebook was a place to hook up the high school sweetheart. LinkedIn was a place to get a job. And Twitter is a place to, to that technology people told each other when they're going to the bathroom. And uh, today uh, it's become the place to have conversations, to build your brand, grow your network and achieve your dreams. But they don't call it social selling anymore. I'm sure there's people that still use the term and talk about it. But for me, Social selling will disappear and it's going to be got back to sales and marketing. But why are we selling and marketing? I think that that is the crux of everything. And I think that the, the heart of sales and marketing 
is to provide a service to help other people grow. And if you're focused on uh, growing people, you could achieve anything you want in life. I think Zig Ziglar said it best. The more people you have grow, the more you will grow. Very interesting discussion, John Ferrara. Where, um, where can people find you on the web? What are the website, Twitter, whatever? You bet. Wherever they can connect. So, so the easiest thing to do is, uh, is you, you can go to nimble.com and, and find me there or just Google me, J-O-N-F-E-R-R-A-R-A. You'll find me online. I think that you should Google yourself right now. Google yourself and tell me if you show up on that page because that's an important part of your brand and network. Do you even show up? Um, but my my Twitter handle is JLN underscore Ferrara, F-E-R-R-A-R-A. And I've got a, an offer for uh, anybody listening. E- even if you currently use a CRM like Salesforce or HubSpot or whatever, you need your own personal CRM because you're not going to work where you work in three to five years. The average is less. Um, and that you should be building your golden Rolodex every day and you should bring it to work with you so you can apply your network to anything that you do. It works with other CRMs as well uh, because it plugs into the browser and we bidirectionally synchronize with over 200 SaaS business apps. If you'd like to try Nimble yourself, sign up at nimble.com. And if you like what you see, uh, I'll give you 40% off the first three months. Just use the code JON40 uh, when you convert to a paid customer. Build your Rolodex, but don't use a Rolodex. Build your golden Rolodex. That's right. That's right. You know, the thing is, is that in the old days, everybody had uh, a Rolodex. Uh, then it became uh-huh. a daytimer. And, uh, and now it's Google Contacts. And the biggest problem with Google Contacts is the contacts aren't connected to email and calendar, let alone social. And that your contacts are really islands in LinkedIn and Twitter and other places and in many cases, you can't export those contacts anymore. And if you do export your contacts at LinkedIn, you don't get the email. You don't get the location. So you basically don't have a unified record of relationships for yourself. And, and it gets even worse when you think about a business. Because in a business, they have a separate system or record in sales, marketing, customer service, and accounting. And then if they're using Office or G Suite, every team member is a separate contact database. And I think that that's one of the problems that slows business down. Silos only work in Iowa and currently we wouldn't want to go near them because it's too cold. John, (laughs) thanks for joining us. Thanks for sharing your uh, knowledge and um, everybody else. Thanks for listening until next time. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.